How's it going, guys? We have a past level question for Neuro for Step 1, Internal Medicine, Family Medicine 2CK. 29-year-old woman, today history, visual loss in her left eye. Two years ago, she had an episode of vertigo, diplopia, toxicate that resolved without treatment after one month. Physical exam shows reduced visual acuity and color vision on the left. The left eye does not react to direct light, but responds normally to as for a consensual response. Babinski's sign is present bilaterally, which the following most appropriate next best step in diagnosis. So this is a very baseline, pass-level, easy vignette for multiple sclerosis, okay? Many students will get this wrong. I've observed it, okay? But for some of you watching this, this is easy. Fine. Woman 20s to 30s who has visual issues, plus or minus bladder issues, and then you can get a Babinski sign, which is an upper motor neuron finding. You can get clonus, which is another upper motor neuron finding. That's flapping of the uh, feet and or hands, okay? And so, they do not have to say Caucasian. They do not have to say that she lives far from the equator. Relapse and remitting is classic for the history, but uh, as we have here two years ago, she had an episode, but Vignette doesn't have to say that, okay? So before we move forward, woman 20s to 30s who's got visual issues, and then she's got some other finding like bladder issues and an upper motor neuron finding like Bobinski sign or clonus, that's going to be multiple sclerosis till proven otherwise. The two types of visual problems you get with multiple sclerosis are going to be one, optic neuritis, which just means inflammation of the optic nerve can present with a myriad of presentations as far as uh, central scotoma, which is a, a blind spot, can be reduced visual acuity, reduced color vision, uh, just, we'll just say blurry vision, and you can get a Marcus Gunn pupil, which is relative afferent pupillary defect. I talk about all this stuff in my neuro and uh, neuroanatomy PDFs, which I'll link down below. You can read up on it. Um, that's swinging the light between the eyes and you get what appears to be uh, a dilation in the affected eye, although it's not a dilation. It's just a less robust constriction compared to the unaffected eye. And then you can also get uh, MLF syndrome, okay, medial longitudinal fasciculus syndrome, aka INO, internuclear ophthalmoplasia. Once again, you can read about it in my PDFs, but it's when you look to one side and the side that's fucked up is the side that cannot adduct. Okay, so um, they can have either of those findings here. We gave you optic neuritis. Okay, so the visual acuity, visual uh, or the color vision issues, uh, direct response when you shine light in an eye is going to be cranial nerve two afferent. It's optic nerve. Okay, and then consensual responses are oculomotor nerve, cranial nerve three efferent, which oculomotor nerve is normal in multiple sclerosis, which is why we have the normal consensual response. So I could do a lengthy discussion. Let's move through the vignette, all right? Or through the answer choices. Choice A, carotid ultrasonography, wrong fucking answer, just unrelated. Uh, if you had no idea what's going on here, I've seen students choose this. This is going to be for uh, assessing atherosclerotic occlusion in a patient who has hypertension 14 out of 15 times, uh, who has a stroke TIA retinal artery occlusion, okay? If they just give you a random... Uh, person over 55 who has a stroke tie retinal artery occlusion, they don't mention the blood pressure. You're still going to do a carotid ultrasound, but you're looking for uh, greater than 70% occlusion symptomatic, greater than 80% occlusion asymptomatic. Long fucking discussion. Point is, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, electromyography, nerve conduction studies, wrong fucking answer. Confusing answer choice shows up quite a bit on the 2CK forms. Okay, And if you Google this, if you wiki this, They'll give you like a hundred different things that this could be used for. In terms of what I've observed on USMLE, this can be an answer for polymyositis. This can be an answer for diagnosis of Guillain Barre. I've seen this also for carpal tunnel syndrome. Okay, so 
blood tomography, nerve conduction studies. Uh, you notably are not going to do, this is tangential, of course, but you're notably not going to do this. You're not going to do nerve conduction studies in patients who have Bell palsy. Okay, Bell palsy is just no diagnostic studies indicated, which let's move to choice C, also the wrong fucking answer. Okay, so uh, multiple sclerosis, we will want to investigate it. Bell palsy, you do not do any further diagnostic studies, okay? And also for disc herniations, the new guidelines and on new 2CK and BME, you don't x-ray, okay? You're only going to x-ray if a patient has sensory or motor dysfunction. Now, radiculopathy, radiation of pain down a leg, is not synonymous with sensory dysfunction. Sensory would mean the patient has numbness, as an example, okay? Where you can do an x-ray to rule out... Uh, vertebral uh, dislocation. Uh, but for a classic disc herniation, you're not going to x-ray. It'll be no further diagnostic studies indicated. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, CT of the head with contrast, wrong fucking answer. So CT of the head, contrast, this is what you're going to do for anything of the head that's not a bleed. Okay, so if you have a bleed of the brain, you're going to do non-contrast CT. Anything else, cancer, abscess, okay, you're going to do uh, CT with contrast. USMLE is not going to write contrast versus no contrast. They don't do that. I'm just telling you, uh, if you're curious about it, you need to know non-contrast is for, bleed, for bleeds in general. It's just a high yield point you should know, okay? And uh, unrelated to the head, non-contrast CT can be done for urolithiasis when you're looking for stones, but everything else of the abdomen, let's say, that's going to be with contrast. Choice D, wrong fucking answer. Choice C, MRI, correct answer. Don't really know what to tell you. Okay, MRI is gold standard for diagnosis of MS. You're going to look for white matter plaques within the brain and spinal cord. Okay, extremely high yield. And students will say, well, what about uh, CSF, IgG, oligoclonal bands if they list both? If they list both, you're still going to choose MRI because it's gold standard, okay? Now, the vignette can assess that point about IgG algoclonal bands. It's something you can see within the CSF, but you need to know MRI is what we do for first step in diagnosis, okay? It's just straight up, and I've seen lots of students get it wrong. And then you're going to treat this patient, the acute flare, with IV methylprednisolone, IV steroids. We don't give oral prednisone. It's rare that a USMLE, that the USMLE will care about routes of administration, but they do care about IV steroids in the setting of MS flares. Also for temporal arteritis, you give IV methylprednisolone before biopsy, not oral prednisone. If you only see oral prednisone, you'll fucking choose it before biopsy, use your fucking head. But I'm just saying in general, IV methylprednisolone for MS flares, temporal arteritis, as well as acute asthma attacks. Okay? So... And then between flares, there's a ton of drugs that can be used, but I've seen interferon beta, aka beta interferon, to decrease recurrence of flares, and then to treat um, spasticity that can occur in multiple sclerosis, they want baclofen, which is a GABA-B receptor agonist. You know the deal. I'm going to make more content if you like my stuff. Subscribe my channel. And I appreciate your time. That's it.